0: The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Potty Plotters Podcast Podcast. That was um, probably the fastest I've ever done, but there you go, Julia. It's not a competition, as you always say, but this is episode 41 and I'm still Elaine. And I'm still Julia. That's good. Right then. So how do people find us? I'm going to flick this over to you okay. and see if you can remember.
2: It's Facebook, Instagram or Twitter at Potty Plotters. TikTok at The Potty Plotters. You can email us naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk or you can have a look at our website,
1: pottyplotters.uk. And we've still not got that little round of applause that we do need at the end of every one of them. Thank you very much. (laughs) <laughs> right then, what we're going to do today, we are out and about on the plots. It has been cold, we have had frost. It has been mighty cold and I know that
2: we talk about uh, using your tights quite a lot on the site. <laughs> right. And actually now the tights are going into a different use, which is underneath our trousers, to keep our legs warm, isn't it, Elaine?
1: It is, yeah, because I think that that does make a big difference, mm. actually. Um, I don't know if any of the lads use them, but my dad used to wear them when, uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what when, do you uh, suggest- yeah, when my dad used to work outside, he was a labourer, and, uh, and he used to wear tights, yeah, because it's another layer, and it, it really is. does make a difference. Shall we get the lads to drop the trousers when we go and see them? Well, then? I'm just thinking about Gareth sat there, oh, and he's got no. two tops on, hasn't he? Yeah. i yeah, just yeah. saying, oh, he's putting fingers up, and that isn't a V for victory. <laughs> no, three, but, yeah, interesting. But yes, it is, mm. it is a tad cold, and like you say, we
2: have had the frost, haven't we, so that's the dahlias.
1: Gone. gone gone. and uh, yeah and the microphones we've got icicles on these microphones have you got anything to warm them up hey it'll soon be water bottle time oh yeah
0: (laughs) just reminded me yeah if
1: you
2: hear us start gurgling we've got the water bottles out (laughs)
0: yeah the Plotcast podcast with the potty plotters
1: today though before it gets so cold um we're going to be out and about on the plots and we're going to look at figs are we we certainly are And we're going to talk about them and fruit bushes and also I wanted to get something in about chard and that's besides questions that have come in locally, i.e. the lads on the site have actually been asking us questions.
2: Yeah, suddenly they need these answers. So Steve, Elaine, has asked us Uh, now that the rhubarb has kind of, well... It's frosted, melts. it's yeah. melted. What does he do with the, the leaves? Does he need to take them off? Or yes. does he need to just leave them to rot into the ground? Well,
1: you can do either. But what I do is I just scrape around to get my rake over them, actually, uh, yeah. and rake them all off. And um, and then I put them on the compost and they disappear. They go black and they literally do melt. But don't do anything else to the crowns. That's the bits that are still sticking up. Right. Leave them. And then what we'll do in a couple of weeks is we'll get the old horse smoke and we'll put it all the way round. Well, and snuggle them down for winter.
2: Now they've gone dormant, Elaine, we can actually dig some of them up and and share them, can't we? Because if anyone's listening who's perhaps inherited some on the plot and it's not been very productive, or you've got people who are looking for crowns, if you've got it for a couple of years, it always helps them to kind of revitalise them to take... cut them and give a bit away, give a few yeah. crowns away and um, it rejuvenates them doesn't it? In the Definitely next year. and it
1: is worth doing actually um, what I would also do is just make sure that um, they're weed free around that area and it's only simply because of all the slugs because the slugs mm. do like to uh, find rotting vegetation so shift it and then they've got nothing to eat, they'll clear off to your plot instead of mine. Thanks. I just thought I'd tell you
2: Okay and who else has been sending questions? Right well
1: Callum, now we talked to callum not so long ago oh, yeah. well saying that is probably a long time ago yeah, yeah. gareth is nodding yeah yes right we talked to uh, callum some time ago and um he has grown in the community polytunnel lots of loofers. Ooh. and um Bet i saw him yesterday that, honestly, honestly honestly i just love them but they're still green yeah so we're almost sort of into um Well, almost winter, to tell you the truth. And he was asking what he can do to um, hurry them on so that they go dark brown. My answer is I haven't got an answer. Ah. The only thing that I would suggest is cut them off and put them somewhere warmer. Um, now, I don't know if that's going to work, but he needs to get the outside skin to the eggshell stage right. and they'll go dark brown. So that's interject what I would do.
2: I'll interject because he actually asked me as well. He's obviously comparing oh, he's not notes. Oh, not how rude. <laughs> <laughs> He's comparing notes. And what I advised him to do was, because he was allowing it to carry on growing, Elaine, mm. and, and set new fruit, which, of course, is then taking all the energy from doing what yeah. we need it yeah. to do, which is set the uh, shell on the on the loofer itself so I told him nip any growing tip out and stop watering because he I've was i told him he was that, still yeah. watering
1: well goodness yeah. me he's oh, to listen it, to isn't both it? of us wouldn't he then well you know what these men are like sometimes they just don't want to listen yeah well he'll have no loofers, will he
0: contact the Potty Plotters anytime on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Potty Plotters or email Corner at pottyplotters.uk
1: And fruit bushes julia this time of year what we're supposed to do with them let's start with strawberries strawberries they're not a bush they're a thing no
2: all i do with the strawberries at this time of year is i just tidy up any dead leaves at the bottom um and then they're quite happy outside you don't need to do anything a lot of people want to bring them inside don't bring them inside they need that frost to kind of rejuvenate them i don't can't remember that word where they kind of need the frost to get going next year but that's what they do so don't do anything with them other than taking the dead leaves off.
1: Okay that's lovely now then black currants and red
2: currants Oh now black currants and red currants if you haven't got any now is the perfect time I think to be going out buying yourself some bare rooted currant bushes because bare rooted as we say are much much cheaper and they're really good values um, and they'll get going quite quickly over the winter months so now is the time, though, to prune them. So, with the black currants, what you're looking at is pruning out the old wood, the oldest wood, the dark brown the wood, the dark brown wood. So, you can you can actually see when you're looking at the bush as to the age of it by the texture and also yeah. the colour yeah. of the the um, branches. So what you're doing is looking at about taking a third of the old wood out so that you rejuvenate it because you want the new wood to come up because it actually fruits on last year's canes. So the more you can get new shoots coming through, the more you're going to have a continuous supply. And red currants, you grow red currants, don't you?
1: I do, yeah and I do exactly the same Mm. as you've just said although I am going to make more space this year. I'm going to dig some out and that will be happening in the next couple of weeks so that I've got more space for everything to Grow because I did clo- uh, put them too close together. Well, actually, let's be fair, you didn't. It was I didn't your know my husband, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to blame him, yeah, but he right. didn't really listen to this. He no. didn't listen no, to it. Well, me, I don't so think you
2: matter. should take the blame for it all when right, he did it. Okay. But so, are you getting rid of all your current bushes altogether? Yeah, I
1: want to start all over again. Are you not putting any new ones in? Um, I don't think so. Awesome. I think I'm going to go more to flowers this right. year. Um, and these have been here for around seven years and they have gone woody. Right. So, although I had a lot of berries. Off them, I've decided that I am going to change my plot round. Yeah. And then what I'll do is, when I have dug it all over, is I will put some currants in, but somewhere else. Right. I've got a new raised bed, and um, oh, that reminds me of a question. So I'm going to put them into a different raised bed, right. and I'll do that later in the year. So the red currants,
2: you prune back to? Uh, is it about one bud above the this year's
1: growth? growing tip? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And, and that that is that because it grows on last
1: the older wood rather than the new like last year's it will take a year for them to actually get established so that they will grow on them then and it does sound complicated the alternative is julia just to leave them and truthfully when i've left them before it's not done them any harm whatsoever and i've still got an abundance of red currants. yeah and blueberry bushes i'm just looking at them um now
2: is not the time to do anything with them so don't touch them don't prune them at all this time well, the leaves just drop off. Yeah. And yeah, the leaves it. will drop off and we'll be looking at pruning them during the dormant season, but we'll be looking at kind of about March time when the weather starts
1: to improve and the last frosts are coming to an end. OK, now then, I saw Steve. Uh, yeah. Is he plot six or seven? Six. Yeah. He's six. Um, I saw him this morning and he was talking about his raspberries. Oh, yeah. And he was saying that they're still in fruit, Yeah, ironically, even though we've had frosts and what should he do now now these are autumn ones okay so the autumn uh raspberries you
2: just literally cut all the canes back down to the ground if you when would you do that then um i would do it once they've stopped fruiting so probably between november and and february February. march time yeah and and that's fine that's the right time to do it if you've got summer fruiting you should have already done them but what you do is cut down this year's canes and you'll have some new shoots coming up so leave the new ones and again you'll be able to see by the color of them and and the kind of flexibility of them really as to whether they're new or not and leave those ones but cut the old ones down.
1: We've come from the beer garden and over to your beautiful charred, Julia. That is not chard as in London no this is edible stuff we love it don't we yeah we
2: do love it because it really it's very similar to spinach in taste and texture
1: but it's very productive and it's also a perennial Elaine well and I was going to ask you what are you going to do to it at this time of year because we have had frost and it hasn't affected them at all has
2: it well what I'm going to do to it is nothing other than keep harvesting so when you're harvesting chard yeah um if you want it for a salad, you go in for the middle lower leaves and go for the nice fresh new leaves. But if you want to use it say as a spinach or, or like a cabbage, just keep pulling it from the from the base at the bottom. You know, like we do when we use when we're getting um, the rhubarb. Yeah. That's all you're doing and and just keep taking the leaves off and using it but it's a fantastic plant and it doesn't it look beautiful in the it sunshine does. and i would actually plant that in amongst some flowers because it's so beautiful
1: it is lovely but what are you going to do with that now well i'm going to eat it not
2: now while we're on the plot but uh, i'm going to take it home and um, i like to use it in things like curries Um just chop it up and pop it in a curry and use it like a spinach so that's what i'm going to do and you it. do that with the uh stalk as well well yeah just Pop everything in, no waste, Elaine.
1: Okay. Julia, a lovely fig tree, I would say. And I can see that you've still got loads and loads that haven't matured on here. So at this time of year, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, this is a tree that I actually
2: inherited with the plot and it was quite small when I had it. And it's planted, I don't know if you can see, it's got a very small base at the bottom because you really need to constrain the base of a a fig tree. But this time of year, you can see that the leaves are starting to turn yellow. But I've got loads and loads of green figs on here. And although they're a reasonable size, they're not going to be... Reasonable?
1: Yeah. They're tiny,
2: Julia. (laughs) (laughs) in my world, that's quite big. In your world, everything's tiny. But... As you can see, it's got loads on, but they're not going to ripen now because we're not going to have the the weather for it. So unfortunately, it's one of those sad things you you can do is take all of the big figs off at this time of year because they're not going to do anything. But what you do is you leave the ones on that are around the size of a marble. You see like that? And what that does, that's the figs for next year. So they will stay on and they will ripen for next year, Hopefully... A bigger size and it will ripen earlier in the season so, so. that's
1: just a, a bigger one yeah. that needs taking off because you can't yeah. do anything with them no. but just the size of a marble okay yeah. then yeah. and leave them on leave them on um the
2: marble size ones take everything else off although they do naturally drop off as as the season get uh, as winter comes on but yeah and there'll be no pruning yet it's the wrong time to prune a fig tree so just take the big figs off
0: The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters.
1: So, that's chard and also figs. So, I think we can put that to bed now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and let's uh, carry on and let's look at clearing the greenhouse. And this morning, that's exactly what I've been doing. Why should we bother clearing the greenhouse. Why don't we just leave everything to die back naturally and then we'll have less debris to sort out in the spring?
2: Well, if you leave it, Elaine, you're more likely to encourage diseases to start off with. And also, if you leave your tomatoes, they're going to drop off and then they're going to fall on the floor and you're going to end up with like a forest of tomatoes in there, which none of them will be any good because they'll be that close together and you won't know which, which is which. So it's always a good idea to clean out. It's good for hygiene. It gets rid of any pests and, and like I say, any diseases. When
1: you look. You, you raised your eyebrow then at <laughs> pests what pests have you had in your greenhouse uh, well I've had Steve he's been <laughs> one at times let me tell you telling me what I should have done or could have done or would have done if it was his yeah. and uh, and of course then I've had Kev as well oh. and he just likes to nosy and needs a reminder that he says he's only going to grow one type of tomato so don't let him grow any other type no. than belladine that's yep. what he was saying right. to me I can guarantee that that is not the case he will change his mind we'll refer back to episode 41 next year for them. okay right. but what I can say Julia is the pests that I have had in there
2: yeah.
1: Um. I've just noticed that there's very few actually but mm-hmm. I have left my greenhouse windows wide open Yeah. so what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish now clearing all of everything that's in there including the marigolds although I will take some seeds from Good. those for yeah. next year and then everything else can go onto the compost heap not a problem however there is breaking news Do you remember my red robin tomatoes? Can we forget your red robin tomatoes? (laughs) No, no. Because if you remember, we set them very early. I had the first flush of fruit off them. Yes. And then I remember saying to you when the Alicante and Shirley and the Belladines and all the rest of them were taking over, I said, right, I'm going to cut these down. That's it. And then I shall shake off all the compost and put that onto the raised beds. Well, if you remember, I watered them, then left them. And they started to grow again, and I've never had that with any tomatoes—not yes. like that. But I can tell you that I have got fruit that has turned. Oh, well yes. done. Can I just claim a little bit of
2: that because? Well oh, no, were... you can't because that's <laughs> mine. <laughs> well, while you were poorly. I went in and watered them for you because I was
1: once, <laughs>
2: twice, <You> were... twice. <laughs> right okay but, uh, that's and that's your <laughs> claim is it that you looked after them well thanks for that's that that's still my victory though isn't it as well <laughs> anyway uh, right okay so, so you've got tomatoes on those so that's great yeah you but wait there and i'll just go no, and get no, wait them there. no i'm
1: going now you, you wait just you we'll wait there now then now here is uh my red robin tomatoes oh yeah and although the plant itself isn't very tall Look, it's got I've a got four a
2: on it. Yeah, it's got a four on
1: it. Yeah, two orange, two green. Turning. Yeah, who would have thought that?
2: Uh, while you were going off there and fetching it, we want to know what happened to Gareth. Do you remember that one that you rescued from his house? Yeah, what happened to it?
1: Well, anyway, it's a crime <laughs> scene, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we, it, yeah. we don't think it I was think the red It problem.
1: was very uh, difficult to look after. Then next year, what we learn is, don't give him any plants. What we'll do is we'll just grow the tomatoes and give him the tomatoes. It's much easier. Cut the middle bit out. <laughs> we can't like grow today. everybody, so we're, <laughs> we're meant to be advising people on how Are to we? grow. Yeah. Right, OK. Well, the advice is, Gareth, don't grow them again. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Anyway, back from the uh, yes. red robin tomatoes, Elaine. You were clearing yeah. out your greenhouse. Can oh, I ask, yeah. is now the time to be uh, cleaning down the glass and also smoke bombing it?
1: Yes. And what I'm going to do is, as soon as I have cleared everywhere, mm. what I'll do is I'll bring my spongy, moppy thingy, yeah. and then just, I use fairy liquid. I know that you use proper stuck. Can I say fairy liquid? Girl? Yes. <laughs> okay, then I've said it. And uh, all I do is a bucket of hot water, and then I just rinse down everywhere and give it a right good scrub. And then I'm going to leave it. I will rake over yeah. the compost that's in there, because I grow straight into the ground yeah. in the big, curvy greenhouse. And into the other one, it's already done, tell you the truth so i'll just do the glass on both but i will do it again then in spring so right. that it lets in maximum okay. light yeah. okay and are you going to smoke it? um no i don't think i am oh, actually i haven't had any diseases or anything in there this year oh. i've done really well what about you okay. well i i am going
2: to uh, smoke bomb it just i think it's good practice and because there there's always like the risk of the spider mites yeah, and you everything get spider in there mite, don't well you? yeah because I, I grow the plants that attract them the oh. aubergines and the um the cucumbers and things attract them more so yeah but when i say smoke bomb it's garlic <laughs> bombing is what i'm going to be doing in there julia yeah.
1: You grow red (laughs) (laughs) ruby tomatoes. It's such a lot of faff that you're going through, lovely. Get some of these, and everybody will be happy. There's only so many
0: tomatoes I can eat, Elaine. Oh, I don't know. Hints and tips for shortcuts to success. The Potty Plotters Podcast. Would anybody like to sponsor the
1: podcast in the future? If so, why not get in touch? Do you need a reminder, Julia, how people can get in touch? Yes, they can then. email this us. It's like a memory test for Ooh, you now. Oh, gosh, that's not
2: very good, is it? They um, can email us naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk.
1: That's how they can get in touch with us. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. All right, then. So, if you want to,
0: get in touch. Top notch advice, no Latin included. The Potty Plotters Podcast.
1: Well, I wanted to talk about old men's tales. Did you <laughs> really? it? doesn't sound quite right, mm, does no, it? No, no. But, no, <laughs> it's um, tales that we often hear where people try to tell us what we should do rather than what we do do. Right. And the reason I want to do it, Julia, is it's about sweet peas. Yes. Now, a long time ago, in fact, it was very near the beginning of doing podcasts, we talked about growing sweet peas. And I know that people at this time of year, so creeping into the winter months, they like to set sweet peas now so that they give them a good run through the winter, get established for them to start again in the spring. However, I thought that perhaps now we could do a little test. I have. I have pre You're getting you? on my nerves this week, <laughs> Julia. It's like I knew
2: what was coming. So while you were on your sick bed, only off a week well, yes well it felt like a lifetime but anyway, <laughs> so quiet it, it really was um while you were away yes i went into our safe seeds that we've okay. been saving that we've got hundreds and thousands of and i thought i am going to set some sweet peas as an experiment because c- can you remember keith telling us to do it and i yeah. thought i will listen to keith and i've set all my sweet peas, and I've set them in root trainers. And believe it or not, they're already coming up. So this don't you look at me like that. <laughs> so right. this will be the experiment because okay. the root trainers should really help with the root system, obviously. With them being longer, and that is supposedly one of the reasons for doing it now is to establish a really good root system. So let's see. We'll follow our normal method of pre-chitting them in the container, and we'll see whether they are a stronger plant altogether I mean I've always been happy with what we've done but let's see and I suppose people want to plant things now because it's that time of year when you're not doing
1: very much in terms of planting and it's just like looking forward isn't it okay so you've already set some yes and so what we need to do is just to explain to people to either go back over the podcasts to find that about sweet peas or why don't we tell them what to do the way that we've always done it, we set our sweet peas around
2: February time and we use the container method. So it's something that we've done for things that are hard to germinate. And sweet peas are quite hard to germinate because they have quite a hard shell on the outside. And we'd heard all kinds of methods about nicking yeah. them and using a bit of sandpaper Va- on them. Vinegar. vinegar, soaking them in yeah, vinegar yeah. overnight. And, and so all we do is basically get a takeaway container and as long as it's got a sealed lid, and then we just put the kitchen towel at the bottom of it, wet it, but not so it's dripping, Elaine. We need to tip any excess water off so it's damp. We sprinkle our sweet peas on the top, we cover it again with some more damp kitchen towel, seal the container, and then we just put it somewhere warm, like a windowsill, and just let them germinate. And they do that within about five to seven days. And then what we do is we take the uh, sweet peas have germinated and pop them in compost and then they get going and we just leave them to get going and until we're ready to pinch them out but that's another story altogether
1: okay well we'll have a go at that in february yeah i might have a little go now actually you're
2: gonna have a go yeah i'm just thinking
1: well if you've already started some in root trainers yeah Why not just have a little go now, set some and see if they are comparable to yours? Well, I
2: like people who who experiment. It's always good to experiment because, you know, we might not have the right solution here.
1: We have. Right, well, that's it for this week. Thanks again for listening. And uh, Julia, I've still got loads to do on my plots. I'm still clearing, sorting, still got loads of beetroot. Oh,
2: I've got loads of beetroot as well. In oh, fact, I thought you would have.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: now then, you haven't got any of these tomatoes, though, have you? No, but I've no. got. I've got so many carrots. You won't believe Elaine. And what about parsnips? Got loads of parsnips. Right. Okay. Mm, uh,
1: loads of squashes. Yeah. I can feel a, a soup or something coming on. Right. Well, that's good for you then. So, <laughs> next week we'll be talking about overwintering plants, and I'm I'm determined to talk about these, uh, like peas and broad beans, and the i think this time of year's debate should we plant or not over the winter months so don't answer it julia it's not a question it's for next week and we're also going to be talking about wood wood in winter wood in winter yeah not a wood like in a forest okay but wood wood stuff yeah actually thinking about it kev's been putting wood on his plot today oh yeah he's been making a raised bed hasn't he what's that all about well i don't think he realizes what a raised bed is It's not just a piece of wood round soil. Does he know that? No, I think we'd better go and give him instruction, Elaine. Not sure whether he's going to listen, so take a cup of tea with you and he might listen then. Tell him to take his earplugs out though, Julia.
0: The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters is an Amberland Media Production.